Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. Welcome to church. Welcome to Release City. Those of you listening online, Facebook Live and podcast, we are so honored that, that you're here and you're joining us and you're connecting with what God is doing here in the city of Chiefland. Every week as I begin praying uh, about the direction for our weekend service, this process really consists of me asking God, what is it that he wants me to say to his bride? Because we are the body of Christ. We are the bride of Christ. And, 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 and it will profit you nothing if I tune in to a news station and I, and, I, and I give you my opinion of where we are as a nation. But if I, if I seek the heart of God for, in his word for what he wants to say to you, you were drawn here today on purpose. It is no accident that you were here today. Some of you just barely slid in today. I mean, y'all came in hot in that minivan. Y'all was up on twos trying to get in here. We saw the police today, but they just went on by. They're like, they're going to church. Maybe they'll meet Jesus. I, I saw. Anyway, it is no accident that you were here today. This is a huge responsibility that I have that I found that staying in tune, not just with where we are as a nation but also where we are as an individual body of believers. And it, it, it's important that I listen to his voice. And something that I always ask him is, God, what are the issues that your people are dealing with right now? I see your faces. I see your beautiful smiles. I see your attentiveness. But I also see a collection of people who are facing uncertain situations right now. And I have a responsibility for 35 minutes to give you God's word, to bring you hope when you can't find hope out there. So messages or talks that I like, what I like to call them instead of a message, just a talk that we're having, is something that you can relate to and it's something that I want you to leave with some tangibles today. Because I believe we're all experiencing real life issues and the church said, oh me. Everybody say issues. Issues are like souls. Not these. Souls. Everybody's got one. Everybody's got one issue. If you don't believe me, tomorrow morning when you bypass your Bible app and you go straight to Facebook, <laughs> uh-oh, to find out who's in with the in crowd, you can see in five minutes more crazy issues, family drama, who's cheating on who, who and all, I mean, you, you can see all of it, issues. Our, our, our society is filled with issues. Many of us are entertained by watching someone else's issues only because it helps us to forget our own. Everybody has issues. As a matter of fact, I feel pretty confident in saying that every single person listening to my voice today has at least one issue in your life that you're having to deal with today. 
Remember what I said, it is no accident that you are here today. Please, please, please lean in to the presence of God today in his word. It is, he is here. So as I begin preparing this week, I start asking God, what's the greatest issue that families and individuals are dealing with right now? Like, like what could we talk about that would help people? And I felt like God directed me to go to Matthew 6.33 and I did kind of like you did instead of going there right then because that really wasn't the answer I was looking for. God, that's not what I was asking. Thanks for that. I'm poking fun at me, hoping that you're gra grasping or, or, or gasping at your breath because you have found yourself there too. Yeah, but God, that's not, that's not I, I, I see what you're pointing at, but that's not really, God, that's not the issue. What's the issue? What can we talk about? By the way, that's called ignoring the voice of God because it didn't come the way you thought it was and it wasn't the answer that you thought it was going to be. So let's just go there today. Matthew 6, 33. This is not where we're going to land. We're actually going to land on three different stories today. But I just want to go there since, you know, since that is the verse he actually gave me for the direction. He said, you want to know direction? I'll show you Matthew 6, 33. 33 says this, seek the kingdom, <clears throat> seek the kingdom of God above all else, above everything, above every concern you have. Seek what? The kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything that you need. Would you believe even after I read that, I was still like, God, so what's the issue? Like, what, I still, what's the issue? What can we talk about? What's the issue? No, that's the issue. Because we're seeking everything else but the kingdom. Remember what I said? We bypass our Bible app. We'll get there in a minute, God. But, hey, let me just tune in. I'm not yet awake, God, and I want to absorb what your word says. But, I, but let me tell you something. As soon as you open up Facebook, you're absorbing all the mess that is setting you up for a messy day. Someone else's mess that is setting you up for a messy day. But then it hit me. I think God's message for all of us today is this. No matter what your issue is, no matter what you're going through right now, the answer to your problem is found in the promise of his presence. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Let us become more aware of your presence. See, he, he designed and, and orchestrated this whole message today. I mean, the whole service. I don't just say, God, what, 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 what do you want me to speak to your bride about? But what, when in worship, I say, God, as we're putting the worship set together, what words do you want me to put in the bride's mouth that you want to hear them say? It's not just, well, what songs can I let so-and-so and so-and-so -and -so lead and, and what songs flow better? No, 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 what words? I'm putting words in the bride's mouth that he's, he's listening to. And I need to remember, are those words directing people at us or are those words directing you to him? Yeah. Amen. Everybody say process. process. It's all a process. God is saying, if you'll just seek my presence, I'm going to take care of all the other issues. They're found in his presence. I don't remember exactly what I said at the end of that song, but I it was something to do with shattered dreams and broken hearts and broken homes and, and, and all. God can put it together, but it's found in his presence. It's important that we get to the house of God. 
to get in his presence, but you don't just have to experience it here together. This is just, this is just kind of training ground to show you what you're supposed to be activating at your house. So I, I've titled today's talk simply this, I have a promise. I have a promise. I could have said we have a promise, but I changed it because I want you to write that down right now, students. <laughs> like I was, I'm a student of his word. I have a promise. So that when whatever that issue is that you're facing right now that is unbearable, you can say, sure, it's unbearable, but I have a promise. I'm trying to instill in you a confidence and a hope and a faith that you can say, regardless of what I'm going through, I have a promise. And the promise that you will, you will never have to worry about, you'll never have to worry about any promise from God. And I'm going to give you a few just in just a moment. But one promise you never have to worry about is where is God? He's present. Nudge your neighbor, tell him, say, I have a promise. It's no secret that in 2020... Y'all remember that year? Trying to forget, I know, me too. 2020 was the year that caused or put an abrupt halt to life as we knew it. Since 2020, so much has changed. Sure, we're, we're getting back to some kind of normalcy, but, but things are different. I mean, things are different. Used to be if somebody coughed in a restaurant, you didn't think nothing about it. You let somebody get like a little tickle in their throat. It never fails. We'll be at Starbucks, not for me, but for, for the ladies of my life. And, and it'll never fail. I try to talk and breathe and hand my card at the same time, and I go, <coughs> and I'm like, and, I, and they hate it when I do this, but I, I do, I just got to be fun. Hey, it's not COVID, I just got to tickle. I just, I just you know, throw it out there, and they're like, especially if you're in Gainesville, they don't, they, well, anyway. anyway. No, 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 stay with me, stay with me, stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. People take that stuff serious. And I'm, not, and I'm not making light. Listen to me. I'm not making light. What I'm trying to get you to see is we are far from where we were, but we're not as far as we were. Listen, think, people, are, people are different after COVID, after the pandemic. Jobs are different. Some businesses are now flourishing while others are still or just now coming off life support, so to speak. 2020 brought a change in our school system. And our teachers said, yeah. Uh, uh, and our parents said, okay. Our, our sporting events looked different. Josh and Brittany and I went to a bowl game after dad passed because that was something we said we were going to do together, so we did it in honor of him. We sat in a 30,000-seat uh, 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 arena, and there was 2,000 people in there. It was like trying to watch your, your favorite team in a funeral home. It was so quiet. I mean, it was the most eerie feeling. Sporting events were different. Schools were different. Traveling looked different. We spent two years constantly pivoting, trying to find out and figure out what our new normal was going to look like. Anybody else? I'm just thankful I can go to Walmart and, 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 and you turn down the toilet paper aisle and it's full. It's like the angels of heaven. Here's the question that everybody on the planet was asking. What in the world is happening? What are we going to do? What if this happens? What, what are we going to do? 
The pandemic may be behind us, but even as I'm speaking today, many of you are dealing with circumstances and facing situations that, that, that where you're having to make some decisions that if we're completely honest, you're saying the same thing right now. What do I do? I'm scared to even make a move. What do I say? As I took another look back at Matthew 6.33, it hit me. This is the answer every single time in every situation. When I don't know what to do, I don't know who I'm talking to, but listen to my voice today. When I don't know what to do, when I don't know how I'm going uh, to deal with a situation, it's the promise of God's presence that will, you will find fulfillment. Oh, come together, come together. You will find ful fulfillment and the answer that you're looking for in his presence. This is what, this, when it happens to me, this is what I've got to do. I've got to stop focusing on the issue because whatever I focus on, I'm magnifying and making it bigger. If I focus on God, I'm magnifying God and making it bigger than my problem. I'm getting in his presence and I'm forgetting about what the, the problem's going to be there. But the only one that can help me through this is God. So I, I choose to focus on God. I get in his presence. What's that look like when I'm faithful? That means you get in your car, you find elevation worship, you find some kind of worship music, and you create, you create an atmosphere. You hear me say that all the time in worship. Let's create an atmosphere in this room. Let's turn this old Walmart layaway center area into a house of worship. Turn your car into a house of worship. Turn your house into a house of worship. It's, it's me getting, it's me, it's me, it's me getting and running into the throne room of grace with confidence, getting some help, gaining some wisdom and understanding and getting some mercy. Today, we're going to look at three different situations, three different stories in the Bible, three different groups of people. We're going to look at three different groups of people that found themselves in a place where they were saying, I don't know what to do here. And every time the answer was the presence of God. Seek me first, then all these things. God was saying it then and he's saying it today. My promise is still my presence to my people. It's a promise. Make room, make room, make room for his presence in your life. If you brought your Bibles, let's go to 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 6. This is the first of three stories, and we'll go through these together. As you're turning there, let me just set this up for you. This is, situation is you've got the nation of Israel. It's God's people. This is the good people. And then you've got the bad people on this side. The bad guys are over here trying to attack the good guys. That's normally how it happens, right? Those of you that like movies, it's usually the, good, the bad guys attacking the good guys. But how many knows the good guys Always win. Love that. Anyway, so, so, so it's, it's, it's the bad guys trying to overthrow and stop the children of Israel. And the cool thing about God's people is, when you stay in his presence, is they got a hidden, they got a, they got a secret weapon. His name is Elisha. He's a prophet. And what, what happens is, every time that God lets, him, God lets uh, Elisha know, the, the game plan of the bad guys, Elisha's over here telling the king, hey, this is what their plan is going to be. Um, this is what you need to do. And he foils the plan. And so they come up with a plan B. And this is what we're going to do. Well, God tells Elisha, hey, king, this, this is what we're going to do. This is what God said. This is, what, this is how we're going to handle it. And he foils the plan. So what happens is, after time, after time, after time, of their plans being foiled, is they figure out, 
in order for us to take the good guys, we got to get rid of that man of God. Not much has changed today, by the way. <laughs> and so they're like, we're never, go- we're never going to take them until we get rid, get rid of the man of God. So this is kind of the story as it's set up in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15. And it says this, when the servant of the man, this was Elisha's um, this was Elisha's buddy. This was his ride-or-die partner. He said, when the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. I realize that I've preached from this before, but there, this, I just want to, it's, it's going to fit perfect into this, this scenario. And, 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 the, and, the, and the servant said, oh, oh, sir, what will we do now? I don't, I don't know if they taught, 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 I can't even talk. I don't know if they talked proper English. I'd have been like, hey, Elisha, there's all kinds of people out here. What are we going to do? I'm not, oh, sir, what shall we ever do, right? No, he's like, but I'm just trying to, I got to put it in, in how I see it. But he and Elisha said this, he said, don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elisha, listen, listen, listen. If you're facing something, listen to what I just said. Do not be afraid, for there are more on your side than on their side. Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. So picture this with me, will you? Here's this guy, he's trying to follow God's plan for his life. I feel like I'm supposed to follow this, this prophet, I'm supposed to follow him, and, 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 and I feel like that's the call of God on my life, and, and, and we're trying to do this right thing, and everything just seems like it's falling apart. Anybody ever been there? He goes to the prophet, and like, what are we going to do? The prophet says, hey, slow down, take a breath. You don't have to be afraid. And I come today to tell you, I don't know what you're facing. I don't know who's coming at you. I don't know what you're dealing with. But what I'm telling you in this moment, even though I'm jacked and I'm crunk right now, I'm asking you to slow down. No, listen, slow down. Take a breath. God's got you. Do not worry. It was, when the, it was when the servant shifted his focus off of the issue and was, he was able to recognize God's presence was there the whole time. When you magnify your problem, your problem is all you can see. But when you magnify God, that's all you need to see. And you magnify him in his presence. We can all relate, can't we? See, what, what I thought was interesting about this story was both guys are, are, are in the same scenario. They're in the same situation. Yet the prophet Elisha sees things one way, but his buddy sees things another way. One sees the situation and reacts and responds out of fear, and the other responds out of peace. One focuses on the problem, the other focuses on God's presence. One begins to have anxiety, and one is walking in peace. So what was the difference? What was the game changer? 
It was when he, it was when the prophet prayed and said, open his eyes and God, and God opened his eyes and he was able to see that they were surrounded. Yes, but the ones that were surrounding them were surrounded. You're covered today. You are surrounded. What's that song? It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Some of y'all need to find that lyric and just write it, put it on a postcard and put it in your car so that every time that issue comes up that that has got you overwhelmed and is surrounding you, you look at that speedometer, even though, and make sure you're doing the speed limit, and then you go, because y'all ever been driving and the Holy Spirit comes on you and sometimes you get a lead foot just because the president, that's kind of hard to tell the officer, hey, I was having a God moment. (laughs) No, but when it happens, you check things out and then you go, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but... We get into these situations in our lives where we're anxious and we're fearful because all we can see is what's happening right in front of us. And God is saying, when that happens, stop and remember you're not alone. Listen, whatever you're facing right now, the answer to your problem is in his presence. Is his pre- it is his presence. That's the answer. The thing that is, uh, I've got so much in I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even, that's not even where I'm look, thinking. I'm thinking I could do a part two, but, but Adam's got next Sunday and, and y'all don't want to miss next Sunday. Adam's speaking next Sunday. And so I, and I don't like to start and then put, take it off a weekend. So I'm going to, I'm going to give it all to you today. The, the thing that, the, the thing about this that was so critical for this, this particular story, and I'll, I'll cover the, the, the last two a little faster, is the servant went to the, the servant went to the guy, Elisha. He went to the guy who he knew had a connection with God. Who are you going to when you face issues? He just opened up and got real about what was, he was actually facing. Hey, Elisha, step out here. Look at all these people. Look at all this. Look at this army. He opened up about what he was actually facing. The problem is that the church went from being a hospital to a courtroom. Okay, let me, let me tie that together because that caught some of you off guard. Somewhere along the lines of history... The church that was to be be a hospital for the hurting, we developed a courtroom of judgment. And nobody wants to be real with a judge unless you're innocent. And everybody in this room, we're guilty. Sorry. I just saw right through that mask. You guilty. I'm guilty as charged. So, therefore, it has become a custom for us to come into church and fake it. (laughs) We come to church and are made to feel like everybody in the room has it together but us. You ever felt that way? Just fake it. I'll fake it. You fake it. And we'll just all be fake together. And, and the world looks at us and calls us hypocrite because they know you ain't perfect. 
That's why what the ministry that we have is so significant because if not one Sunday, you're going to hear me say it the next, I am not perfect. Imperfect people are welcome here. You're not fooling nobody, honey. You hurt him. Say you hurt. Hurt, say you hurt. Too many Christians are attending church services every weekend pretending to be stronger than they really are. Pretending to have the Pinterest perfect marriage and the Pinterest perfect children instead of reaching out and asking for help. And instead, they leave hurting just like they were when they came in. Listen, I said this a couple weeks ago and I'm gonna say it again. You and I were designed and created to pursue the plans of God with the people of God. But why, do, why, 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 why? Outside of the church for years is, and we're turning it around, but it for years has made people feel like if they're bad, they got to stay away till they get right. I ain't never met nobody in the hospital. Say, are you there? You ever seen anybody going laid up in the bed? I'm talking about I'm good. The only thing they're saying that is they got morphine run through the system. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Right. Ain't nobody in the hospital trying to fake it, talking about I'm good. But they show up at church and they, I'm good. You need to be on life support spiritually. But I'm good. I know I'm laying on this just a little bit. But I feel like, and I was thinking about this morning, I feel like the past, since January 1, we have, the Holy Spirit has really been having me develop this and cultivate a culture of we need each other. Yes. Stop trying to do it alone. Yes. But aside from, aside from the church creating this environment, people, people, to make people feel like they got to have it all together, what's another reason why we don't, we don't just not reel with people? Well, one is, and I know it's for me, I don't want to be an inconvenience to people. I don't want to be an inconvenience. I don't, I, I, don't wanna, I don't want someone else to have to clean up my mess, so to speak. Right? Another is pride. That's a big one. We want people to feel like, see us and have it all together and I was thinking that our walk with Christ can, our walk with Christ can be a lot like working out at the gym. See, I believe that God relates his word to where we're living. And for me, it's me trying to make some health changes, some, make some moves. And so I feel like our walk with Christ can be seen uh, a lot like working out in the gym. And, and I remember several years ago when we first moved here and, 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 and I started working out in the gym. And um, we, we were going to have a flat bench, but the rain prevented us uh, from getting both. So we only got the one last night. But, but when you first start working out and you're lifting weights and all that, and you have a flat bench... And, and you have a spotter. I'm, uh, Connor, come be my, be my spotter today. And so you got somebody and they're, they're spotting you and they're, and they're checking things out. And then, and then, 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 then it's, it's time to move on to something else. Everybody say graduate. I don't know if moving from a flat bench to one that has you upside down is any kind of a graduation. But it's, again, it's something, it's kind of like this. When God, when God asks you to do something, it looks pretty normal. But then when it's time to graduate he, and, and you go a little deeper in the things of God, 
He asks you to do things that don't always look <laughs> comfortable, upside down. And so, and so we're, we're going we're gonna, to, I need to uh, do the bar first. That's 45 pounds because I hadn't done anything. Amy was like, if you hurt you, are you sure you don't want to let Connor do these weights? I was like, babe, you think Connor's stronger than me? Oh, don't answer that. <laughs> and so, and so, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Did somebody say spot me on the bar? Come on. <laughs> oh, ye of little faith. Oh, ye of little faith. That's ah, just a little 45 pounds, 45 pounds. Just, I'm just stretching. Because, you know, sometimes God will ask us to do something. We'll just jump right in and actually hurt ourselves. You know that I have a responsibility just because you have a desire to do things. I have a responsibility to make sure you're healthy enough to do it. I need to be on the platform. You get on this platform, you put a bullseye on your back. I have a responsibility to protect you. It's not to be cruel. Oh, I could be cruel. I could let you have it all day. And the enemy will let you have it all night. So anyway, let me just move past that. I just felt like the Holy Spirit dropped that. 45s. And so then, then we add a little bit of pressure in life. Pray, saints. <laughs> I need you to spot me. You're going to have to spot me. Not from the side, just from the... There you go. I need you to get there quick. All right, I should have had them play some gym music or something. Oh, that's good. I'm good. And so, and so God asks us to do that. Man, this feels good. Oh, man, I love, I love working out in the spirit. I love, I love, am I counting for me? I don't know where I'm at. How many have I got? Eight, nine, ten. Okay, all right. Let's add them 25s on here. See, God, 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 will be, God will add more pressure to us when we've been found faithful with what he's given to us. I'm going to tie all this together. I think I'm almost getting to the place where I don't need Connor to spot me anymore. I almost feel like I'm, well, let's just see. 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 Because you know that's how we are, right, in real life? Hello? I can I can do it all by myself. I got to keep on going because the blood is going to my head. And if there's any hair in my head, it might actually start growing. All right, 25. Oh, Jesus, Micaiah. Huh? <laughs> Let's take those 25s off. See, it's important that, I, that he's there. I, he, he, if I was Elisha and he was the servant, somebody like, but that's mean to say he, he's part of the family. He, he'll probably, he will probably be part of the family officially, I'm sure, at some point in life. But anyway, I don't want to distract nobody, and I don't want to make Connor feel real nervous. And Nancy's like, Dad, I'm putting that on my phone. You know better to do say that. (laughs) 
Y'all pray for dads. Hey, you're only putting the 35, not with the 25. Okay. I just saw. <laughs> I think I'm good, y'all. I think I'm good. Y'all get up for Connor. I think I can do this. Because y'all know we do get like that, right? Y'all know we get like that. We get a little, you know, what was that word I used a while ago? Pride? Oh, man, this feels good. Look at the church. It's growing. Man, church is healthy as ever been. Wow. We, we paid cash for 12 acres. Yeah. It's a dangerous place to get outside of his presence. Let's just see how dangerous it is. (laughs) 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 This is my max, by the way. This would be 205. And I've only done it one time. (laughs) One rep. Take that off the podcast. <laughs> Talking about, hey, we, we heard your pastor, but then a woman took over. <laughs> Connor. <laughs> hey, I know, it's the, I know it's the adrenaline of speaking, but I've only been able to do that one rep in the gym, and that was through three. Was that three full? Three and a, three and a little bit. So you know what I'm going to do tomorrow when I walk in the gym? Hey, Jamie Nash. He already knew I was going to do this. I, I worked it out with him on, on Thursday. I was like, I th- got this idea. I think it's what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk in and go, yeah, I did it once, but I did it three and a, uh. <laughs> Actually, it was three and a, uh. <laughs> Okay. All right. But the point of the whole demonstration, it wasn't just go, ooh, look at, look at my pastor. He, look at him doing that thing. No, what I wanted you to see was we go from the easy, and then God will ask us to do things that makes us look crazy, and then he'll put weight on it that scares us, and we got a spotter, and we got somebody to help us through, and then we find ourselves at a place where we get cocky and arrogant and feel like I can do this thing on my own. And I could have gotten in serious trouble if I didn't call out for help. The problem is, too many of us walking into church these days, 10 feet away from men and women of God, and nobody knows that we're in a fight, and we're dying inside, and nobody's helping. Why? Because they don't know that we're in a battle. Why? Because I'm Pinterest perfect. Enough is enough, Release City Church family. 
in this house, you have permission to say, I'm hurting. I need help. I want to give you these other promises. I want to give you five promises, and I'm going, to, I'm going to pause today. I'm going to pick it back up in a couple weeks. Unless God changes that. There's two more stories that I, I want to give you. But I really feel like you saw the importance of really what I was at today. I want to give you five promises in closing. <clears throat> when you're overwhelmed with life or maybe a set of circumstances that's got you freaked out and you don't know what to do, start focusing on what you do know. Every one of us, I just... You're, faith, you're being faced with something I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's going to happen. Well, now you should already have an answer if you don't know what to do. Because the answer is get into his presence. That's, that's, that's what you got to do right there. Some of y'all already know my deal. Right there they are. Take, take a screenshot. Take a picture of your phone. Put that up there because they'll leave it up there for a few minutes. When you're overwhelmed in life and life uh, throws a set of circumstances at you and you get freaked out and you don't know what to do, start focusing on what you do know. And here they are. Joshua 1.9, God is with me. He's with us, but you say it over your own life. God is with me. I don't, I, I, I'm in this mess. I feel like I'm underweight and I don't have a spotter. But God is with me. You are not alone. God, I feel like I'm in a fight and I'm getting, I'm just getting bashed. I'm getting beat. Listen, 1 Thessalonians 3.3 says, God's protecting us. Man, I, financially, I, it, man, coming through COVID and I, I, my, my finances are on life support. Like I'm, I'm still trying to recover from some, some things and some bad choices and, and all this. Listen, listen, Luke 12, 12 30 through 31 says, God's providing for you. Not only is God protecting you, it's not your battle. Go back to the very first song that we sang this morning. The battle is not yours. The battle belongs to the Lord. God is fighting for us. And the, 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 the verse that I want to land on right now until, until a couple weeks is this. God will never leave you. He will never leave you. God will never leave you. If you feel alone, it's not that God has left you. Listen, it's that your focus, you can't see that he is surrounding that thing that is surrounding you. You can't see it because your focus is that thing, that circumstance, that situation. This is stuff that we already know, especially if you've been around church. We already know this stuff. But oh my gosh, how quickly we forget when we get in the middle of a storm. We become so disoriented in the middle of a storm. It's easy to become disoriented in the middle of a storm. Think about it. If you're in a boat and it turns dark and it's raining, it don't matter if you've been on the Swanee River. It don't matter. There's only two directions unless you're going to take it up on the bank. But sometimes when it's dark, you don't, you don't know which way to go. But you heard this preacher today to tell you heard this preacher today tell you, get to his presence. It's better, it's better to stop the boat, drop an anchor, and say, I'm not moving. 
until I get direction. Never make a choice or a decision when you're hurt. Never make a choice or decision when you're angry. Never make a choice or decision when you're confused. You're here on purpose today. Did you hear me? Because God wanted you to know it's going to be all right. He's got you. Shut everything down. Turn it off. Drop an anchor. Stay in his presence. And don't move until you get clear direction. If you're here today and you're, you're facing an un, unsurmountable amount of pressure and you're faced with a circumstance and this message spoke to you today and you're saying, I'm dropping an anchor right here. Would you stand? I'm, all I want to do is pray. For, I want to pray over you. This was not planned. I'm, I ask. I don't know how to. I never really know how he's going to end. But you're, you're, you're facing an unsurmountable amount of pressure. You don't know what the next step is. But what you do know is get to his presence. Get to his presence. Why we got to stand? It's an acknowledgement of God, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Those of you that are standing, listen. I don't know what you're going through. Put, put my five promises back up on the screen. I don't know what you're going through. But I can confidently tell you that God is with you. You are not alone. God is with you. The fight may be unbearable. God is protecting you. God will provide everything that you need. And that's not just finances. Whatever you need, God's got you. Put your gloves down. Put your gloves down. Stop trying to fight it. It's not your fight. Put your gloves down. God is fighting for you. And wherever you are today, he will never leave you. He will never leave you. He will never leave you. Let's say that together. Say, God is with me. God is protecting me. He's providing for me. He's fighting for me. And he will never, never ever, will he leave me. And God, I ask right now in the name of Jesus as the worship team's coming that you would build up a faith and a confidence and a hope in each one of these people today. Father, may they receive more than just my words today, but God, may they receive a boldness, an assurance 
that it's going to be all right. Not just a good word of, hey, brother, hey, sister, God's got you. It's going to be all right. No, I'm saying a confidence that it's going to be okay in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your word. Father, seal it in our hearts today, God. May it transform us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's all stand together. I want them to sing this song, This Is Our God. This has been our anthem and our song for the past few weeks. This is our God. This is what he does. It's who he is. He loves us. Because I want us to walk out of here today. We've been in his presence all day. I want us to walk out of here today and take his presence to a world that's hurting and broken. Amen? Amen. Love you guys. Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you. And until next time, the best is yet to come.